KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by is Stacia Deutsch. She is a New York Times bestselling author. She has written, I can't even believe this number, more than 300 kids' books. She's a ghostwriter and so much more. Welcome to the show. Finally, having you on. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I loved what I was reading on your website that when you had this initial idea for your first book, you hadn't even been a writer. Is that right? No, I wasn't. Um, and what's stunning to me now is that that first book was almost 20 years ago. Like time just goes by really fast. Um, yeah. So I, after college, I went to rabbinical school. And after I was ordained a rabbi, I worked um, as a rabbi for quite almost, not quite 10 years, eight years. I just wasn't happy. Like it wasn't the right job for me, but the things that I loved about it, like writing and analyzing text and the stories. Stories. I mean, Judaism is filled with like, well, there's biblical stories, but there's stories on top of stories and stories about rabbis and stories about people. And then like a whole Jewish literature that like had opened itself to me during rabbinical school. And I thought, okay, I'd like to try and do something totally different. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to see what I can do in a year. Mm -hmm. And so I called my best friend, Rhodey, who lived in Arizona at the time. Okay. And Rhodey said, okay, well, I'll do it with you. So we came up with this idea called Blast of the Past about four kids that time travel to meet, fam meet famous people in history. And I, and um, we wrote three books before we ever even tried to find an agent or anything. We literally had no idea what we were doing. Three. We went to Las Vegas, the two of us, and we took all of our children's favorite books, mm -hmm. like Magic Tree House, and we laid them on the bed and we counted like how many words are in a sentence? How many sentences are in a paragraph? We had not a clue. We joined the um, Society of um, Book Writers or Illustrators. Writers and Illustrators. Yeah. yeah. And that was a really good way to get started. Mm -hmm. They taught me a lot. We sent out them to agents and um, that's another story, but one thing led to another. And suddenly we had, over time, we had a full eight book deal with Simon and Schuster. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And it's not an easy journey. I mean, there's a lot of rejection along the way, right? Oh my gosh. So much rejection. Even yeah. now, like being a writer, being an artist in any way is, is hard. I mean, not that I would like say to your listeners, like, oh, I would discourage you. Right. You gotta have tough skin and I don't always. And I go day to day sometimes, I'll get a rejection. Even now, like I get a lot of rejections and then you're like, I'm quitting, I'm gonna go do something else. And then yes. the next day you're like, oh, I have an idea for a story. Okay, I'm not gonna go do something else. Right. I'm gonna try this other thing. Exactly. Like, it's it's a big blow to your ego all the time. Mm -hmm. yes. um, you have to really, really want it. And I mm -hmm. guess today I really, really want it. Yesterday, maybe if you asked me like at three o'clock, I'd be like, no, I'm quitting. Right. <laughs> but, um, today I'm back. <laughs> I'm back in the Have you thought about quitting along oh. the way? Because it was so hard. Oh, all the time. I mean, and even after we sold that, that deal to Simon and Schuster, Rhodey after a while just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and some of that has to do with the ways that you get paid and some yeah. of it just had to do with like frustrations and she wanted a consistent paycheck. And so she went back to school and she is a bookkeeper now. 
Okay. My books, which is good. Um, yeah. And then I was forced to say, how do I want to carry on myself? I'd been mm-hmm. so long in partnership with her where I would write something and then send it to her and she would edit it and she'd make corrections. And we talk about how we were going to go forward and then I would write the next, but I was mostly doing the writing. Um, yeah. And when she left me, I was like, I, I what don't am I going to do? What to do? Yeah. Yeah. So I went back and I actually got an MFA at um, it's Western State University of Colorado. Okay. Um, and they had a program for genre writing, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna Perfect. go do this. And one of the professors there was like, okay, we are gonna break you down. We're gonna like take you to the very beginning. Like, how do you write a character? How mm-hmm. where does a plot start? Like, yes. And incredibly helpful and it gave me the confidence that I needed that's amazing by myself yeah I mean that reminds me also like of screenwriting you know you have this idea but you really need to understand the craft and how to structure so what's funny is my children have all sort of now resonated toward careers in the arts I did not intend to do that at all um my oldest said it's because he saw over all this time like how much I loved it yes um, I, I don't know that I was very good at expressing the frustrations with it too to them, but my middle son, Zachary, went to NYU um, in dramatic writing and he is now in LA starting to try and find his path, Great. looking for an assistantship, like he wants to be a screenwriter. But even just right before this call, um, I'm juggling two different things right now. And I said to him, I'm having trouble. Like all my voices are sounding the same. Every single character I'm writing is sounding like me. Mm-hmm. And he he was like, well, this is what you do. You know, he's 23. Wow, look at that. <laughs> this, 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 yeah. But you needed that. that. And I did need that. And it's really nice. And you know what? He's a way better writer than I will ever be. And once he finds his space, like mm-hmm. I'm sure I've got no doubt that he's going to like fly off the board. Sure. Um, but it's really helpful. Even now, I've been in this thing now 20 years, but it is super helpful to have somebody else say like, Kind of like that professor did. We are going to break it down, go back to the <laughs> start of the fundamentals, right. and this is what you do. Yes. I think I said, oh, I think I'll go ahead from this approach. And he's like, mom, you got to go the opposite. That is exactly wrong. Like, Perfect. All right. You know, what's, what's interesting about what he said is that I really think when I saw your books, when I saw them come out, I imagine them as an animated series. Mm. So I like what he has to say, because I feel like you have to think like that. Yeah. But as you know, like, yes, yes. And as you know, there's a big difference between screenwriting and novel writing. Absolutely. And in some ways, what a screenwriter does to me is more difficult because you don't have the space to say, um, to say he stomped his foot in anger. Right. Right. right? It's yes. not in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's entirely up to the, actor or the director to say okay stomp your foot when you do this next read yes you know I get a lot more freedom to describe what's going on and so maybe it doesn't end up in the dialogue it ends up like in the narrative later yes she rolled her eyes whatever it was like whatever it is but so it, there's such different crafts but right. I think they come together and the marriage is really really effective definitely so do you have a copy of one of those first books I do. Um, okay, so the very first thing, um, oh, this is funny because this is an advanced reader copy, which even means it's like the early, early copy. Yes. Um, 
So that very first series that Rodi and I worked on together was called Blast to the Past. And they're the kids and they're going to time travel back and go meet Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Love it. And we're actually working on something new and we keep going back to Blast to the Past because to me, what we did, I hate to say that like it was so clever, but like, I wish I could recapture that. Oh, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> like, wish I could recapture that first moment yeah. when you come up with something like, oh my gosh, I'm so clever. I'm so smart. Um, you never quite get that first thing again. Um, but it had like this really great arc. Mm-hmm. that the kids were sent back in time by their teacher because something had gone askew on the on the timeline I'm talking like I'm watching Loki um <laughs> that, that something, <laughs> something had gone wrong in time and in each book the famous figure is going to quit so we detail like how difficult it was for Abraham Lincoln to issue the Emancipation Proclamation what are the reasons that he would quit and then kind of in the middle of the book he quits and then these kids have to go back and they have to find him and they have to convince him like how different the world would be if he quit and how much better the world will be if in this case, Abraham Lincoln issues the Emancipation Proclamation. So we wrote eight in the series and they're all very similar, right? The next one was Walt Disney. Walt Disney is working on Mickey Mouse but it's so hard to like get a film launched and animated film. So we track that. And so each book had this same kind of arc which just, worked it just worked and and how many pages is that book so we were talking about that this morning so this one's 107 okay the reason I asked that let me interject one thing I was I don't know about you but I could not get into history when I was younger and I think you really present history in an interesting way you know it's like edutainment almost (laughs) thank you yeah um we run into some conflict because people will say like oh it's not really biography um it's just i mean it's obviously historical fiction one of the things we did that i thought was pretty great at the time too was we had a letter to the readers at the end of each that said okay this is what's fact and this is what's fiction so that for kids they didn't find confusion i mean and to be a writer you really need to be a reader right um, and Magic Treehouse at the time, she was doing like time travel, but time travel to dinosaurs and knights. And I mean, she's expanded. They've got a billion of those books, but there was always a supplemental guide to mm-hmm. buy like about knights or, and we didn't want people to have to buy a second book. Although now I understand like financially, it's a smart idea to have them buy a second book. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> when I was the mom buying books yeah. for my kids, I yeah. was like, uh, really another nine dollars um so we did that in the back of each book to say like this is fact and this is fiction and so I felt like the whole thing kind of came together really well in terms of teaching kids history and even now if I go into a school and the kids have read say Lincoln's legacy um I can say to them I don't know what kind of money is Abraham Lincoln on or um like what is different questions from the book and they pretty much can get them. What was the White House called when Abraham Lincoln lived there? Or what was it called the White House? Yeah. Yeah. And that's really fun because that makes me feel like the kids are getting it. Mm -hmm. They're getting what we meant to do. How does it feel to live this non-linear life? I mean, you could have, you know, after this degree done this or that, but you know, it's a very interesting journey your life has taken. That's such an interesting question. <laughs> um, because to me, it feels like it's linear. Like one thing led to the next. Really? Um, 
yeah it, lately I've been I keep flipping back to Shonda Rhimes book um a year of yes oh, I and love I'm sort book. of obsessed yeah. with this idea yeah. that like things come your way and you just say yes yes um and That's sort of what I meant it's that it's just you know you kind of went on this journey you know yeah and okay so you know the one who's the most disappointed that I'm not a rabbi with a congregation and giving sermons on Friday nights is my dad right okay. <laughs> so like so happy when I was gonna do that was so <laughs> but to me it all like comes part of the same journey mm-hmm. I went to rabbinical school and when I talk about the professors that I had or the rabbis that I met like my favorite classes were the ones where you would look at a biblical story and like tear it apart and like ask a million questions about it and then like kind of piece it all back together so I can say like oh these these were the moments that really attracted me on that part of my journey yes so it made sense on the next part like, like it's just pulling out the things that resonate and I try and tell my kids that too like um your first job's not your last job right. and every experience you have teaches you more and more what you're interested in or what kind of you know sure. yeah yeah pulls direction I had a roommate one time in Boston who uh, was a lawyer and she quit her job to write romance novels in Vermont. She bought a cabin in Vermont and, and then I heard that failed epically, but you know, she wanted to do it. And I believe it, you don't have to be stuck in this one thing, especially if you're not fulfilled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that too. I mean, and you know what, I, I should call her and ask like, what did she think went wrong and what did she learn from the experience? And is anything from that experience? Yeah. Like, resonating with her now because I think we take bits of each of those experiences I think so kind of into the next definitely what advice would you give writers who are struggling right now because it is so hard you know we're in this pandemic and you know everybody keeps saying oh the pandemic was great for writers like you know my life didn't change that much yeah outside in 20 years um but I mean, it's been a conflict for writers. Like, could you use the time during the pandemic to actually write and create? Or was the whole universe just so stressful that you were like, uh, paralyzed? Paralyzed, which I think happens to a lot of people too, right? Um, I mean, the thing that I kind of my go to, and it's not just for other writers, but for me, is to do one writing thing every day. And it doesn't have to be right. Mm-hmm. It can be send an email. It could be read something. It could be, I don't know, you're interested in some topic, read that. Or lately I've been like, oh, someday I'd like to write a cozy mystery. Not like I've got time now, but I just bought four books on writing cozy mysteries, you know, read a chapter. Yeah. It can be absolutely anything, just one writing thing every day, I think mm-hmm. really helps. And especially during this time and things still aren't like, you know, popping back to normalcy. Um, If you can do that, you can say, I spent my 10 minutes today and I'm good to go. Like whatever it is. So, you know, the name of my show is get the funk out. Yes. What do you do when you are in that funk? When you, when you feel like you're just overwhelmed, you're having a tough time. What do you do to take care of yourself? Um, I work out and watch TV. I mean, I don't, I don't have a ton of time like to watch TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't, but um, yeah, 
and I hate binge watching, but at the same time, I love binge watching. Like what? I love billions. That's my latest thing. Really? So do you watch the whole thing at one time or do you watch episode by episode? No, episode by episode. I don't have that much time. I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Right. Me too. Yeah. But if I'm in a funk and I don't want to do anything else, I, I can binge watch episodes in a row. Right. My eyes roll back in my head. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've been writing a lot too. Like, do you get into a funk too? Like where you're like, Ugh. yes. Oh, originally I didn't even think I'd get my book published because I was submitting to different agents and then people want to know how many followers do you have? And I'm thinking, I haven't even focused on building my followers, you know? Um, so I just kept writing and writing and mine started in a notebook on a plane. I was in massive funk. My dad was really sick and I just kept going. You know, you just have this feeling of, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to keep going. I believe in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's, we all have life that surrounds us mm -hmm. um, and writing can be seen as an escape. I mean, I know that when I'm working on something like, yeah. I don't even notice the world around me at all. Yeah. Um, and so that in and of itself is like a way to kind of get out of, out of the pandemic, out of illness, out of whatever's going on around us. Yeah. Um, if you can give yourself that kind of time and space to do it. Yeah. I mean, I know um, people who, and I used to do this, take like one night a week and that's your time. I used to go take screenwriting at UCI, but just finding that time, you know, like forget the housework or whatever, just go find that time for you and get into that flow state, which is really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I treat it like a job, right? You have to say, and the other thing is I won't actually even open my computer if I don't have three hours. Oh, wow. I can't review what I wrote before, get into the characters' heads and start something new if I don't have a chunk of time. So mm -hmm. I like, I find that, let's say I have a doctor's appointment, mm -hmm. I'll book the eye doctor, the dentist, my haircut <laughs> and I don't know, a pedicure on the same day. Yes. All, day. Yeah. So that, okay. all your self-care stuff in one day. Yeah. I like that, done. The next day is clear. And you'll, you'd see my calendar, you'd laugh, but I take the calendar and I'm like, Okay, Monday's a writing day. Tuesday, you cross out. Wednesday, cross out because I don't know, I have to go visit my dad. Thursday is a writing day. So I just block out and any little thing can like cross out the whole day. Right. Um, because I need to have those chunks of time to allow my head to like. Right. Into and you can get the best idea even just taking a walk on the days you've crossed out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're always a writer. Maybe that's the thing is like when you're working on stuff, you never... It never goes away. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, haven't you gotten a really great idea when you're working on something else that you're struggling with? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this morning I had a genius idea and then I came out to my studio to write and then all of a sudden I realized it wasn't as genius as I had thought it was. But you know what? In the moment, I was as happy as I've been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm brilliant. And then, you know. What was that idea again? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What, uh, where can people find out more about you and your latest book? Or books? So, um, I have a website, mm -hmm. stationdeutsch.com. Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram, stationdeutschwrite, underscore rights. And we talk about social media. Social media is such a huge part of what we all have to do right now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we haven't talked about like higher work, but especially in like the higher world that I'm mostly in, mm -hmm. 
like people look, they want to know how many followers you have and what's going on with you. And so I've been working on building social media. So you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on my website. You can find me here talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, I have really enjoyed this. Congratulations. And I'm going to make some time to come out and see you. Please do. I would love it.